new season of NBA basketball is back, which means a brand new pick and pod for the 2019-20 campaign. Dominic Capone, Jackson Heil across from me, Emmanuel Barty, P. Hudek, Charlie Maisano, our producer. And this is going to be an interesting podcast. We got two Nets beat reporters, myself and P. Hudek, the two Knicks guys, uh, Jackson Heil, Emmanuel Barty. Jackson's got his Knicks stuff on, and they're both starting tonight. Very interesting podcast ahead. Very interesting. You want to know how irrelevant the Nets are? Oh, okay. <laughs> we <laughs> have a right our, our two Nets, segment. Our two Nets beat reporters aren't even Nets fans. Oh, you can't put uh, that I mean, there. that doesn't mean they're not because relevant. Because Nets fans don't exist. I think that's what it comes down that, to. That's more we my main point one behind in this room. It. Oh, my goodness. Might need to get Billy Reinhardt on the phone from last and year to yep, find the one Nets fan in existence. 25 seconds into the show, 26 <laughs> seconds into the show. It's still in Nets town. <laughs> Let's okay. get into Bef- last night. Before we get to that, there was basketball last night. The Raptors had their ring ceremony up in Toronto. The Pelicans were there as well, and just hanging around watching the ring ceremony. By the way, did you guys see the rings? I was showing Jackson last Yo, night. Those things are fat. They're, they're beautiful. Very nice. And Largest the, uh, rings in NBA history. Drake deserves that. <laughs> But the Drake didn't. I don't know if Drake got one first. He doesn't need one. He, he but doesn't deserve the, one. Uh, the Toronto um, superfan got one. I forget his name. Oh, the, the guy uh, who's there every single game. He got, got one. Our producer yeah. Charlie Mazzano said he's not a fan of the rings. Oh, they, oh okay. they're so thick. Though. But they're so gold. They're so thick. He says <laughs> they should have the Raptors logo on it, and it does. It, it says exist. it says Toronto. No, it says it says yeah. We the North on it, right? Yeah. It has. I think it has the We the North logo. So I I can't hear a word you're saying. You're talking in the wrong mic, but. <laughs> we we got to move on from this topic and talk about last night's game. You guys want to get to the game? The uh, Raptors won 130-122. I thought in the first half, the Pelicans, they looked pretty good. There was, I think, 1.18 assists on their 22 made field goals. They were passing the ball, moving with uh, fluidity. Uh, fluidity. But, look, the Raptors, they... <laughs> <laughs> fluidity. Fluidity. The the Raptors in the first half, I just thought they were non-existent. Kyle Lowry had a mediocre game. But second half, Pascal Pascal Siakam, 34 points, 18 boards. He's going to be a guy. He just got that four-year, $100 million, $130 million extension. And just fast forward, rewind two years ago, he wasn't even a name that anyone was thinking about. And now he's getting 34 points in the first game. I wasn't too impressed by Toronto last night at all. Um, Like you mentioned, the first half came out sluggish. Really shouldn't be the case, especially mm-hmm. on ring night when you want to come out with an explosion. And was impressed by New Orleans. I, I think Brandon Ingram's going to have a big year this year, finally with some expectations off him. And the same goes for Lonzo Ball, who I, I, I'm sick of the bust notion being kind of thrown upon him because I, I don't think he is a bust. But I I was impressed with New Orleans last night. I think once they get Zion back, which... So unfortunately, he's going to be out six to eight weeks. I think they're not New Orleans is going to be impressive. You need to calm yourself. No. Wait, you don't think that he's coming back in the season? He might come back, but I ultimately think this is going to be the case in Zion Williams' career. You have a lot of white flags there. That well, you Blake need to Griffin missed his whole rookie you year. You are outrageous. Well, I think what you saw last night is the fact that Toronto isn't going to be the same team without Kawhi Leonard. Oh, and really? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what a shocker. And eventually they will fizzle out. And eventually, you're going to see a lot of flaws and a lot of situations like last night where they're unable to pull a game out. 
basically and put away so a game he, against he, a mediocre here's the thing. New Orleans team. Yeah, I know they lost Kawhi. I still think the Raptors could be a top five team. They have some talent. Top five. In the yeah. league or the East? In the East. I think they could be top five in the I East. Was gonna say, I was about to tell you to no, slow no, your role. No, no, no. Not really in the about league. to tell you to slow your role. But top five in the league. lineup last night. That is not top five in the East. I mean, the East is really bad, and if there's anything Toronto knows how to do, it's win in the regular season. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I don't see it. Here's a guy I was impressed last night. Fred, Fred Van Vliet. Fred is unbelievable. He's been hot since June. Yeah. He he basically <laughs> averaged four points per game in the postseason for like the first week, and then he just exploded for like 17. How about the fact that he was able to stay hot from June mm. all the way to October? Like Pete it's, said, that's impressive. I mean, I he, he just I, I think he's going to have an expanded role this year, obviously, without Kawhi. They're going to have to have some other guys step up in the scoring department, and... I think they're going to run a lot of two guard, two point guard sets with Come Lowry on. and Van Vliet, and I think that's what's going to help them a lot because that allows Siakam to really spread the floor and really ISO a lot when he wants to. They obviously have Marcus All who can also spread the floor. I like Toronto going forward. They're obviously not the team they were last year, but they have tons of shooters who they can throw out there, even with losing Danny Green. I mean, you look at their probably their best lineup. It's going to be. Powell, who took some outrageous shots last night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely outrageous shots. But he's a guy who's going to be a fixture there. Van Vliet, Lowry are guys who can spread the floor. Marcus Sol can spread the floor. And Siakam can also shoot the rock. So they're going to have five guys who can shoot the rock, and I think that's going to be important. And speaking of Norman Powell, tie game. Raptors call a timeout. Less than 10 seconds left. You first, mind you, they called a timeout to run a play. Powell just takes it up and shoots a 34-footer or whatever it was. It almost went in. That was a almost shot. Went in. That was a brutal shot. Imagine they lost that game because that was of that. a disgrace to basketball. But the one thing <laughs> you need to know what to do there. It's just weird that you call you a timeout. And that's some things. <laughs> I am. That was a thing that I said, and it was a disgrace. What a, what a horrible way to christen the NBA season with that shot. P, Thank you know God what? we had the Lakers Clippers game, which was something else we can talk. P, about. you know what was weird though? Lonzo Ball played almost the entire first half. You didn't see him in the second half until overtime. That was weird. When they they played Josh Hart. I wonder if the Pelicans and Alvin Gentry don't even know the rotation, what what they're going to do moving forward. Because Lonzo Ball, his stroke looked good. He was two of three from downtown. He just couldn't finish around the rim. He doesn't have that shooter's touch in the lane. But I, I, I think you should have kept him in, especially for defensive purposes when the Raptors are scoring at will down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, Lonzo Ball and Drew Holiday can lock up any backcourt in the NBA. Mm. And I'm not even that worried about Lonzo Ball's three-point shot. What I want to see is he was two for two from the line last night. He shot abysmal from the line last year, something terrible like 48%. It was um, under 50, yeah. Yeah, it was under 50. If, if he can hit from the line, that'll be a big uh, improvement in his game for uh, the Pelicans, yeah. That's I, I, I just still don't understand how you can consider yourself a guard in the NBA and shoot below 50% at the free throw line. Yeah, that is re- really a weird. I'm I, it's I'm all mental. doubts about Lonzo Ball. I don't think he's going to fit in here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I they like they you, are, you are just making claims after yeah, claims and just like well, maybe I they just slowing your want to deal with the baggage. They wouldn't have got him in the trade then. I, I'm not sure about this. I, it's I, one game. It's just it, To me, it's just weird. He's your starting point guard yesterday, and you played Josh Hart. And don't get me wrong, Josh Hart had a very good game. But Lon- shows you they aren't sold on Lonzo. And, and all the it's talks, one game. All the talks around the NBA. Were Dom, Dom, he's just a bitter Knicks fan. It's all right. Don't get too we'll get to that. I didn't want Lonzo. I don't want Zion. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I mean, you are a human yeah. soul right now. No, our, our producer Charlie's just in shock right now. He's in awe. He can't believe what he's hearing. We got the best player in the draft. If you're looking at it from a Knicks perspective, so oh, we'll, we'll get into that later on. But we can get into why Kawhi Leonard is just on another planet right now in terms of the competition between him and LeBron James for who's on top of the NBA. Oh, you're, you're done talking about the Pels. Why should we talk about the Pels when we had the, the box office game last night in the Clippers and the Lakers? All right, let's talk about and it. And Kawhi Leonard taking it over and showing how he is the face of the NBA. The one thing I'm looking at, <laughs> that was like going into a movie like the face of the NBA. But looking at yesterday's game, if Danny Green didn't have 28 points, the Lakers would have got blown out to a Clippers team without Paul George. Isn't that a little outrageous? It how is. You look at that box score and he has 28. if Danny Green doesn't light it up, they're not even competitive in that game. And looking at LeBron, LeBron didn't even have a great night. Le- LeBron had 18 points. And look, LeBron, I- I've been saying this for years about him. He passes off at the worst moments. The time that you need to start taking over that game, he's passing it off to different guys like Contavious Caldwell Pope. He doesn't doesn't even deserve to be on the team. You have Jared Dudley shooting out there, and granted, he was two of two from three. But this team has no bench. No bench whatsoever. And the people coming into this season thinking the Lakers have a shot to win the title, I I, I don't think yesterday is going to tell you what's going to happen the rest of the season, but this team is not going to win a title as presently constituted. I think they can. I mean, I, I don't think so in the, what's in the telling West. You that? I don't, they have no bench. Here's my problem with the Lakers. Not a fan of Frank Vogel as a head coach. They ran the same four, four sets mm-hmm. offensively the entire game yesterday. I got it's so just predictable. dumping it down to 80 in the post. They, ra- they ran the same three plays in a row where LeBron would catch at the top of the key. They do a little switch screen to try to get AD in a mat- mismatch in the post. And LeBron just threw it there every mm-hmm. time. It worked the first time. And the second two times, they just fronted AD down low in the post. And Montrez Harrell forced two turnovers. defense against AD played He's pretty a monster. Well. I love Montrez Harrell. His <laughs> athleticism. My favorite player in the NBA Patrick Beverly. is Patrick Beverly. We were talking about this Oh, my gosh. Night. He's so good. He's so funny. How is that? How he is a guy who I want on my team. He is a guy. He is a guy that I want on my team. <laughs> now, if you look at what LeBron did last night, we're talking about he had an off night. He almost had a triple-double. That, but it, look, it just goes to like show Anthony you. Davis had good numbers too, but I wouldn't say that's Anthony Davis. The reason Davis. they lost was because they went away from AD down the stretch. And mm-hmm. AD posted up the most he has in his entire career yesterday. Everything I mean, they, was a post up. Everything every they ran to him was in the post. I would like to see him at least try to kind of go attack from the wings and the elbow just to like at least so he can face up and go to work from there. It was so weird how they were trying to run so many offensive also, sets from there. LeBron and, and Pete, you know this, Le- LeBron's a really good passer. He's known for his passing and his vision. He had so many turnovers yesterday where you're just like, where the heck is he throwing this ball? I think this Lakers season is going to be one of those classic Cleveland disasters where <laughs> LeBron doesn't like his teammates, he doesn't yeah. like the coach, and the only problem is LeBron's That's a lot older. But still and takes him to the finals, though? No, I mean, he looked like Cleveland. the third best player on the court last night. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to be the third best player on the court, they're not going to make the final. Kawhi Leonard was he the best player on the court. He had a rough game. Thank you. He and I think that's what it game. comes down to. Kawhi Leonard is on a planet of his own now. It is his NBA. By the way, Kawhi Leonard first quarter, Clippers home game, going up and taking a free throw, getting booed. I know it's like that a late. Great. That's there's, just crazy. There's no such thing as a Clippers home we game. We talked about this yes, before the pod. Is. More Clippers fans or more Nets fans? They share an arena. So not for long. They both don't exist. Clippers and Nets fans. That's that's another point. They're all they're, they're all closet Laker and Knicks fans. But exactly. they're both best. They're, they're both the best team in their city. So if you what were does a Clippers mean? fan three years ago before all this transpired, you need to be checked out. I, would, I, I don't think that existed. I would say maybe push it back like ten years because like the last the 
five years before, I mean, they still had Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Dorton. But still, they were in basketball oblivion. They'd be a six seed in the West and not do anything in the postseason. So, it, I mean, they were at least still competitive, yeah. though. Like, the Nets were in complete oblivion the last three years after they really just completely blew up from that Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry. Trade. I know you don't but, want to overreact to opening night, but it does seem like the Clippers have a severe talent advantage. Over of the course, Lakers this year. they have Lou Williams coming off the bench, and I and, and Montrez Harrell. And Montrez Harold, they got they got good players. Kawhi not play returning to Toronto or whatever Kawhi's decision could have been, I think that had a major bearing on the Lakers this year because the Lakers look to be the class of the Western Conference, and I just think the Clippers are so much deeper at this stage. The the bench, the Clippers bench outscored the Lakers bench sixty to nineteen. They legit have no scoring at all off the bench, and that's that's going to be a serious issue because Pete said LeBron's going to be turning thirty five. I know he hasn't had a serious injury. Last year he was out. And if LeBron or AD got hurt, this Lakers team is in a serious This serious is a trouble. Clippers team before Paul George and Kawhi Leonard took a fully healthy Warriors team to six games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you add the maybe the best player on the in the world right now and Paul George. What I'm so impressed about with the Clippers is that even without Paul George last night, they are a team that's legitimately 12 guys deep. Like, they can go so deep into their bench. I mean, Jermichael Green was hitting big shots last night. I mean, <laughs> you look at Landry Shamit. I mean, he was the best three-point shooter among rookies last year, and he's a guy who can go get buckets. I mean, they have so many guys who they can bring off the bench. You had, you mentioned Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell before. So, And once they get Paul George back, I mean, they're going to have two legitimate stars, one of them being arguably the best player in the league. And they're a team that I think is the clear favorite in the West right now without much contention. Mm-hmm. And the second team in the West, you could argue, is probably the Lakers. And they looked kind of non-contest for a while last night, even with the Clippers being without their second best And back player. to the point, you're looking at a full-strength Lakers team against a Clippers team without Paul George, and they were outclassed. Yeah. Also, and, and by the way, the Lakers' big acquisition like for the bench, Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight Howard! He played 19 minutes at four fouls, three points, six last rebounds. Night. There was a time where he had a wide... Jackson, you know that means evil, heinous. So I know, he knows a big, he's a big fan of heinous. Dwight Howard is evil. I'm, I use heinous when I want to. Very freely. Yes, Pick heinous is a very free word for me. Okay. And but I, that was Dwight Howard like, last night. I, I'm sorry. First, is, is it just me or just, did Dwight Howard lo- look like he lost like 50 pounds? He looks like, like a really praying fun. mantis. Yeah. He looks like sticks. He's a stick. And which, also, I mean, I was just about to say this. He was about to go up for a dunk. Kawhi Leonard's just standing there looking at him. He goes up, cocks it back for some reason. Kawhi just tips it away from him and knocks it. It happened twice. I know. He can't play down low anymore, and it's sad because he's still – I mean, look, you don't lose your height. I know he's getting on the older side, but you expect him to come in here and give you serious production. In 19 minutes, that's what you do? I mean, Four fouls? Even away from the ball, like off court. It's Rob Palink and Frank Vogel against Jerry West and Doc Rivers. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the latter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the latter every day of the week. I mean, I wasn't even that impressed with Kawhi last night, and he still went for 30. Like, I, I feel like he was kind of – there were points in this game, especially in the second half, where he was really a non-factor, and that's why I'm so impressed with the Clippers because they can have nights where Kawhi Leonard and Paul George – really don't make a huge impact on the game, which that won't happen very often, and they can still go find a way to win games. The Lakers, when LeBron struggles and AD struggles, which they both did in the second half, they really had no answer other than Danny Green, and, and, and that's why I have really concerns about the There Lakers. will be a point where you are dealing with some load management, 
on the side of, of Kawhi Leonard. So the Paul George addition will have a major impact when it comes to that. And Kawhi Leonard said it wouldn't be nearly what it was last year, but still there would will be load management. And when you're looking at the whole complexion of the Western Conference, mm-hmm. which we'll get into, that may pile up some more wins than you'd expect for the Clippers. And that's where my concern comes in with the Lakers. Like They're going to have to do load management for LeBron and AD. And they have no one outside of that. There who is can no score. depth on that Lakers team. None. There is no depth. I think you were looking at it at face value in the offseason. Like, who's your starting five? Starting five against starting five. Lakers, Clippers, who's mm-hmm. better? But the Clippers have more than a starting five. As Jackson was mentioning, they go 10 this, to 12 deep. This team reminds me of a little bit of a better version of the Cavs after they traded Kyrie. It, it's really just like Anthony Davis is a much better player than Kevin Love. They don't have a secondary ball handler, they have really no bench where they can get depth scoring off of. And they don't have a ton of shooters outside of Danny Green. So that, that I, I would be concerned about the Lakers. I still think they're a team that can make the finals, but there's going to have to be changes mid-year for that to happen. And LeBron isn't playing in the East anymore, so it's not yes. a cakewalk to the finals. Mm-hmm. As you learned last year. Those were the two uh, games that were played yesterday. Toronto beat the Pelicans 131-22. Clippers over the Lakers 112-102. The rest of the NBA... They play tonight in some notable matchups. The Celtics, 76ers play at 7.30. And then after that, you got Nuggets, Trailblazers, two teams that could be vying for top five position, top four position. In the Dom, West. are you expecting a Celtics win tonight? Over the 76 76- – I mean, look, it's they're, both of these teams, I expect them to be uh, in top five, top four. I think 76ers will be top two in the East. I think it's going to be very tough. I don't know why you're just like coming at me like that. We're all talking <laughs> basketball here. I, you know – 76ers might be a top three team in the the NBA. E-Man, here's the thing. Just like we saw with the Lakers yesterday, you don't know what team you're getting. The Celtics come out and dominate the 76ers. The 76ers come out and dominate the Celtics. They can go into overtime. You don't know. I have to see over the course of a season. Celtics lost a little bit too much, which we'll get into. But I don't. I Does Ben Simmons shoot a three tonight? You're trying to weather that. Oh, that's a a good – if we were betting men. Would would Ben Simmons shoot over under a half a three point shot? I I say I take the over. I think he. I think he'll take it. Take the under. He's not. He's too. He's too afraid. It is have Joel Embiid basically pushing. It is a national game. He's gonna pull. He is. It is a national game. I think he might pull one in the first quarter. Um, I'm not saying he's gonna make it. I'm going over. I think he might. He might clank one off the backboard. That's fair. I think he's gonna take it though. I don't know. Um, Nick Spurs. The Knicks are uh, well. Marquee matchup. Uh, yeah, Spurs, marquee how about matchup. that? We'll talk about the Knicks and the Nets it's later on. It's marquee that the Knicks are starting a very special season. <laughs> Going throughout the entire NBA, though, you see Russell Westbrook has a new home. He's teaming up with his former teammate in Oklahoma City and James Harden. And and one guy I feel really bad for is Chris Paul. He just this guy. Oh, just, I don't. I know you probably don't, but this he's at a point in his career where he wants to win. Could he could have and should have won with the Rockets um, the past two years, but. Now in Oklahoma City, what where do you go to now? What do you feel bad for though? I, he had his shot to win, he didn't win, and now he's still making a lot of money to play on a team that's probably not going to win. So I don't feel bad for the guy at all. Plus, he's top five complainer in the NBA. We'll also get into our our picks, but Charlie just said Oklahoma City eighth seed in the West. Wow, that's <laughs> a, we we need to get Charlie in here to explain and that I, one. No. They got talent. Yeah, no, they do. They do have talent, but in the West, I, I love, know. I love Gilgis Alexander. He's really, he's good. gonna be a stud. Chris Paul isn't the same player. Gallo's gonna get buckets this year, though. Danilo, yeah, in all forty Gallo games he plays, <laughs> <laughs> he's still gonna get buckets. That's enough to get yeah. him in the postseason, maybe. Yeah, I mean, not in the West. C- can can we shift to our previews? Exactly. Do you want to do the? Pre- all right, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk some Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. Eight seed. <laughs> go New York, go New York, go. Forty. 
45 wins. <laughs> 45 wins. Uh, it sounded pretty good with the with the song flow and everything. I have like a music that, background. I know. Can we get Friday Night Knicks on here at some point? We got front row seats. Do it just to get there. We're talking Friday Night Knicks on MSG. Got front row seats. Do it just to get there. Charlie, can we skip to the Nets or is it too late? <laughs> All right, the New York Knicks, this is a season where they've added a lot of pieces. Not the pieces they were expecting in KD and Kyrie, but Julius Randle, three-year deal. They got him. Oh, oh there we go. Oh, that's a thing of beauty. Charlie delivers. As fast as I can. Gotta get, get there. Friday Night Knicks. Gotta get there. Get there. All right, you guys are driving me oh, crazy. Oh, man. You skipped out at the good part. The 45-win New York Knicks. <laughs> All right. We literally spent like three minutes just playing music, and you're saying 45, 45. It's okay. possible. Anything's possible. Explain yourself. I don't think it's going to happen. They have a nice veteran core. <laughs> they are. They position themselves nicely. They've shown they're going to play a different I, I believe, band of I believe most... I believe most experts and like five um, five thirty eight, they're all putting the Knicks win total in the twenties somewhere. I said I said if this team comes together, they could win over thirty. I don't think they're gonna be a playoff team. I don't think they're gonna get the eighth seed. But it's, I think that you should see a big improvement from seventeen wins they had last year. I think that's very fair. I don't think you should be putting them in the twenties. I think it's gonna be a major improvement. You also have a lot of these young players with a lot more experience under their belt, with the exception of maybe R. J. Barrett. You look at the potential starting lineup that they're going to run out on a nightly basis, and I'm not saying all these players are going to hit their ceilings, but they are all top 10 picks of the past or of the recent past. So you're looking at a lot of talent and young talent at that that they're showcasing on a nightly basis, and then you infuse that veteran mix. I like it. But the one thing that the Knicks do every single year, they – they have these expectations, and they falter every single year. What expectations were there last year? They've had expectations year? over the last, like, two years. Well, f- the fan base did. They, they haven't expected, had expectations oh, we could, we since could. Porzingis blew out his knee against Milwaukee. There was talks last year where they could be, like, a 30 even. No. No. I, I believe I heard. Stop it. I think I heard some. Absolutely. Stop. Oh, time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Real quick. Yes, for, I did hear people say that. And no, what E-Man's doing right now, fast forward a year from now, we'll be saying, oh, they, when they're another 20 win, another twenty win team, we say, oh, E-Man said 45 wins a no, couple times. I'm just saying that they aren't being given enough credit for the level of talent that they're going to put out on the floor. Let's be honest. It, it, there was no expectation last <laughs> Who, year. Who's the best player on the Knicks? Julius Randle? Dude, he's, Julius Randle's a bucket. I know, but he's when, was, yeah, but when, when was, was the, the last time he was the best player yeah, on his team in college? Yeah, I don't even know if he was the best player on his team in college. He played for Kentucky, so there's a chance yeah, he's not. There are other good players on his team, though. It's not like he has to be, oh, my God, this superstar, mythical creature, Julius <laughs> yeah, Randle, putting a- up 30 <laughs> points a game. He's got Mitchell Robinson in the starting lineup. He's got R.J. Barrett in the starting By lineup. By the way, he's Mitchell got Smith in the starting Mitchell lineup. Robinson out tonight against the Spurs. The Knicks have a bunch of guys who, if they were the fifth He'll starter on your team, you'd be like, oh, that's not that bad. But, like, as a team <laughs> of starters, they're awful. There, there's a, they're I believe awful. Julius Randle, yes, he can give you 20 and 10 every night, but how much does that help the team in the sense of efficiency and just being – you know what I mean? Because he can get the 20 and 10. He did that for the Pelicans last year, but what does it mean? All I'll say is people are really what down on mean? the Knicks because of what happened like to them this offseason. Like, it, if Kyrie and KD don't go to the Nets, which happens to be in their town, 
I think people are a little bit more objective about the Knicks and the roster that they have. But since they were passed up and the Knicks have become this laughing stock in terms of a destination, I think people just want to count out the Knicks as this irrelevant 15 to 21 team. When in reality, I think if Kyrie and KD said, okay, let's just stay where we were. People view this Knicks roster in a different light, and they're probably like, okay, the Knicks improved. By I mean, I, I don't deny that at all. People look look at the fact that they settled for these players. Say, say, like, say Kyrie stayed with Boston, KD stayed with Golden State, and they got these guys. You'll say, yeah, wow. who else were they going to get? Exactly. You'd say, wow, this looks like a significantly improved roster. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Let's I mean, I just say, wow, I wish we still had Kristaps Porzingis. That's what I would say. They traded Kristaps because they He's were eyeing fraud, KD and Kyrie for the two matches. Well, one thing, one thing I will say that's a mistake on the Knicks part is, yes, of course they thought that Kyrie and KD, they'll try to sell you the bill but, of goods that they didn't want those two guys, but, when in reality they did. It's e- but if they had KP with this current team, they might be damn good. Yeah, but it's year. easy to say that it's a mistake now. time in the East. But aren't you a little happy that they went for the two, the two big oh, guys? Oh, I am, and I always was. I said you need to at least afford yourself the chance to get these two guys. Y- you were going to give yourself a chance by shipping a guy who didn't want to be in town, out of town, and Chris Dobbs. You gave yourself the chance. They got whiffed. Mm-hmm. They, they got completely passed up on. They went across the street to Brooklyn. It stinks. But if KP was here and you still made these supplementary moves, the Knicks would be a playoff team in the East. Right now, they might be fringe if everything goes right, but they would be a playoff team with Christoph Porzingis, especially with how ripped he's looking in the gym. Gotta love those Instagram photos, guys. <laughs> Do you like them, by the way? You are, you are all over the place today. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, this guy, this guy who's a walking injury has to take it to Instagram yeah. to show how physically improved he is. Let's see what he does in Dallas. If I'm a GM, I don't make that Kristaps trade unless I'm 100% sure I'm getting Kyrie or KD. I think and they obviously, were. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they were pretty sure. Well, that's the problem with uh, James Dolan and the Knicks. I'm they, not saying they're nicely run. I'm just saying they're better. <laughs> Here's my <laughs> I'm thing. I'm not saying though. the Knicks are a class organization. I know I want to focus on this year, but if KP really did want out and he wasn't going to sign an extension here, then like you got to get him out. You might as well trade him. Like at this point, like it didn't yeah, but seem they like he was under, ever going to come back. They could have resigned him and then traded him after he played a couple games. Like they, they could have. And I'm not saying trade. They didn't him have to at, get DeAndre Jordan and Dennis Smith Jr. This is true. I'm, I'm, uh, again, not completely disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that he was probably going to be traded at some point, and you think you could have got a bigger. And haul. if they could have gotten a bigger haul for sure, but if they were willing to take the chance that they were going to get Kyrie and KD, might as well make the move now and sacrifice some value because we also don't know how he's going to come back from this injury. Too, like, it, it's, it could be completely up in he's the air. What if he comes back and? Reshatters his knee again, mm-hmm. then you're left with no value essentially going forward. So and I think it was the Dennis best. Smith Jr., so. I think it was the yeah, well, Dennis Smith Jr. A few first round picks, a few seconds as well. So I don't think Listen, it was bad value. And I think it was bad val bad value considering. But I agree with the trade at the time for those reasons. Look, you don't know what KP is going to be coming off the injury. You afforded yourself the chance to have these slots and go after these free agents. They didn't get them, so it looks bad in hindsight. But at the time, it made a lot of sense mm-hmm. because you didn't know whether KP wanted to be here. By all indications, he didn't want to be here. You didn't know what his future held based on the injuries. We still don't know that. And then you knew that you would at least have a shot to get these guys. They didn't. And if they had KP, sure, they'd be a surefire playoff I, team. But right now, I still think they're significantly more. I remember when the trade happened. The, the exact moment it happened, all Knicks fans were going crazy. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? And then they come out and say, because we're 
we're giving ourselves a chance to get KD and Kyrie. And they're like, oh, they backed up. They're like, well, okay, we'll see how this works. I wasn't for it. And then they went to the Nets. Yes. Remember when the yes. Knicks were going to have Zion, K- uh, Kyrie, and KD? That was that, a good that, image. That was fun. I love those billboards. That was yes. a fun and couple And then months. we end up with RJ, Julius. By the way, let's 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 RJ's talk better about than that. Zion. Do you think if the Knicks got Zion, it would have changed their mind in any way? Change no, your mind about what happened? Coming to the Knicks. I don't. Like, well, I definitely don't. If they had Zion, there would be a lot of buzz still, and they would have been able to build something around Zion at the very least. Let's say they didn't get KD and Kyrie to supplement him. Mm-hmm. They would still have a franchise piece, but R.J. Barrett could be that piece, so we don't know yet. And we also, right and now, the, the Knicks are really banking on... I mean, look at all the two-year contracts. Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, Wayne Ellington, Alfred Payton. They signed all these guys for two years, get them off the books, and then Giannis will be a free agent. Oh well, that, it, Are we going to do I'm this not, every I'm two gonna, years? I'm not going to talk about the Giannis. What, what I did like what they did was that they signed guys to basically one-year deals because it's one plus one, essentially, mm-hmm. for these guys. So you afford yourself the option to have cap relief going forward. And if they do show that they are competent as an organization going forward, say R.J. Barrett kind of explodes this year or next year and they put themselves in position going forward to at least be in a spot where they can afford Mm -hmm. these max stars i'm not saying that they're going to get them but they're still in a position where they're not going to be great this year mm -hmm. even though they might be an outside shot at the eighth seed they'll play competitive basketball this year they'll put themselves in the lottery again They'll go after another high-end talent, and you build that way. And then once you put yourself in a place where they are competent enough, you maybe rebuild the image of the Garden and the Knicks. Now they have the opportunity to go out and get big-time free agents because they're not signing guys to long-term deals, which is the same mistake that they made in the past by signing guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. and Joakim Noah to long-term contracts that tied them up going forward with big stars. I, I, I like what Scott Perry and... Steve Mills are doing, even though they swung and missed on the There has guys. to be a time where they start focusing more on the younger guys that they have. And I know they're doing that now, but they're really banking on free agents. They're banking on Kyrie and KD to come here. They're banking on Giannis. You have to build the foundation of the team first. Look what the Nets did. I don't. I hate comparing them to the Nets, but the Nets didn't have any draft, piece, draft picks. They built this team. They developed guys. And now they got KD. They got the big fish, and now they're ready to compete well, with next Dom, year. Well, it's KD not like they're back. relying solely on guys like Portis and Gibson. No, I'm not talking about these. these I'm not talking about these free agents. Like they are trying to build a foundation. In the meantime, like sure they could acquire a big time star free agent in the next couple of years, but if R.J. Barrett takes the necessary strides, if Mitchell Robinson continues developing like they hope he can develop, Kevin Knox, we don't know, he didn't look great in his rookie year. If he develops, like there are guys on this team, like I mentioned, the first rounders, the top 10 picks or former first round picks in the starting lineup that can turn into a foundation, and, which you can supplement. So there is a lot of potential. And I, I also think there's a, some unfair pressure on RJ Barrett, Pete, because coming into the season, yes, he's on the Knicks, but a lot of people are going to be looking at him to be a superstar because I don't think a lot of free agents. I don't know about that. But if, no, no, not right now, but say in two years. Giannis has a chance to come here, and he says, I don't want to come here because they don't have a superstar, and they might not be able to get a superstar. R.J. Barrett has to be that guy. Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, but the pressure isn't on him in year one to do that. I mean, he's got time to develop, and I think that's what's important to really note about the Knicks is that this is a long-term plan now. This isn't a stop-fill gaps with big-time free agents because I think they realize after swinging and missing on Katie and Kyrie after they were so-called assurances to come to New York, that's not going to be the case anymore. So I think with that, it affords the luxury for the Knicks to give R.J. Barrett time developing, gives them the chance to let Kevin Knox develop going forward, any future draft picks to develop going forward. It gives these guys time 
to really supplant themselves in the NBA as quality players. So I, I think that's an important thing to note about the direction the Knicks are going in because it's not throwing these expectations on these young guys to really explode right away. It gives R.J. Barrett two or three years to really develop into the player that needs to be. P, you want to have the last thought on the Knicks? I mean, to bounce off on that R.J. Barrett thing, I just think New York play, New York is a really hard place to develop. Um Frank Nilakina is a bust at 21 years old. Kevin Knox, it's just if you're not getting 20 points a game on the first night, Knicks fans don't want to see it. And it's just a tough place. Uh, if it, I hope R.J. Barrett can, you know, shush the haters, but like say Tyler Hero starts out hot and he's better than R.J. Barrett first 10 games of the season. And he's looking good too. Yeah, he's looking really good. The Heat have made him unavailable in trades. I just think the Knicks fans are going to turn on R.J. Barrett, and then you know it, if fair. you don't want a team, if you don't want a franchise to turn against you, it's the New York Knicks. But Knicks I think also have, can handle it. Knicks too. also haven't been great at developing talent, so it, that's one of the reasons they don't have a young foundation, and one of the reasons it's even harder when you're behind the eight ball on developing talent and you're under the microscope in New York City. All right, let's go to the team that has actually developed talent in the Brooklyn Nets. What is this? This isn't bumping. I my head's nodding over here. I'm going back. This, this is no Friday night Nets <laughs> on MSG. Word. The Nets, 42 and 40 last year, sixth seed in the East. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. They got the two big free agents. They snatched them right out of the hands of the Knicks. And the Knicks fans are I'm not gonna say in shambles, but they were they were a little salty about that. You seem to be looking E-man and me. Oh, 100%. Right in, right in the eyes. Right between the eyes. He's acting like he's a Nets fan when in reality he's rooting for a Celtics team that got worse. But <laughs> let's acknowledge what the Nets were able player. to do. And Knicks the fans Celtics? are salty. Yeah. I'll admit it. Knicks fans are salty. It doesn't mean the Knicks aren't significantly improved. And it doesn't mean that this year, minus Kevin Durant, that the Nets are going to be better than they were last year. Let's not shoot the Nets in the I, I just want to say something about the Celtics real quick. You guys keep saying they lost their best player. Yes, Kyrie is better than Kemba. Al Horford. No, 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 stop. Just real quick, real quick. <laughs> no, stop. You guys keep saying that the Celtics lost their best player in Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving did not want to be there. The team as a whole was basically cancerous. Brad Stevens said he had his worst year. Kemba Walker is a team guy, wants to be there. He signed the four-year contract with the Celtics. I, I think the Celtics have a chance to be better than they were last year. Let's leave it at that because I'm so sick of you guys. organization that gave no, 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 Jalen no. Brown four years and hundred. Everyone's getting money dollars. nowadays. Everyone's getting money. That's like Tim Hardaway getting four by 72. And the Knicks gave that to him. Yeah, and it was Come a on. heinous deal at the time. Yes, everyone's getting Just money like in the this NBA deal right was now. Boston's a championship town right now. Celtics not joining that party. <laughs> I, I, I hate to break it uh, to can you. Can we keep it to the Nets? We we're, will. We're we previewing the Nets Just have to get that out of season. the way. You're, the one you're being so you snarky brought, towards us. You brought us. up the Celtics. No, no, I didn't. Yes, I did not. He did. Because he you did. were staring at us about the Knicks. <laughs> because I want to I want to gauge the interest of Kevin Durant, Kyrie. Oh, I will say there's goodness. no guarantee, though, that the Nets are going to be better this year just because they added these guys. KD's now, out for the year. Here's Kyrie, it, that's not a guaranteed improvement over D'Angelo Russell. The Nets had something special together last year. There's a reason they were able to overcome all the odds and make a playoff run. They had that chemistry with D'Angelo Russell. Just adding Kyrie Irving, who you mentioned, we documented it about the Celtics, how cancerous of an environment it was, implanting him on the Nets does not make them a 48-49 win team, which is everyone. I 100% agree. Predicting. But everyone's coming and saying that Kyrie's on the team. This makes them better. I, I think I put in some validity to what you just said. There was an aura around the team last year when they got off to such a bad start. Karras went down. Season's over. There's no way they come back from that. And then they beat Toronto. 
at home, and then they go on this winning streak, get right back into the thick of things, and then you see them beating the Lakers in December, and when the Lakers were the third seed in the West, and they they made that season into something special. The fans, I know you guys say there was no fans there, and it, it was it's true they were the last in attendance last year, but oh, the fans that were there. They were ecstatic over this team. There was something around this team. Now you lost some big pieces. D'Angelo Russell, first-time All-Star. The Nets fans loved him. Rondé Hollis Jefferson and um, and Damari Carroll not on the team anymore, but the additions outweigh the subtractions, and I think that's why I know KD is not playing. I still think with DeAndre Jordan, a rim, big rim protector, match him up with Jared Allen down low, I think the Nets will be better this year than 42-40. and 40. I think they'll win – I think they'll win around 45, 46 games. But that's not that much of an improvement. Uh, but like, I think, but they don't have KD. Expecting I, the Nets to take I, this I can't, like, significant I can't, leap. But I can't sit here and, and sit here and say that they're going to be a fifty-win team. I, I'm just a couple wins and an improvement. And without, I think that's fair. I just think a lot of people expect them to take that huge leap. But you mentioned the subtractions. I'm not sure if the additions outweigh them for now. If KD was on the floor and healthy, sure, finals contender, elite. That, but this, they had that special aura last year that can't be reproduced with just implanting Kyrie Irving into but the, 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 the I one, understand you have a full year of Karis LeVert, but that doesn't do it. Yeah, but me. the one thing I, I will disagree with, the Nets organization as a whole has this culture around them that these players are buying into. KD and Kyrie, guys that don't really need to buy into a culture, they, have, they are buying into this culture around the Brooklyn Nets, and I think that could really help them because – the, the Nets just have this way about them, how they run themselves, how they conduct business, how Sean Marks conducts himself. Kenny Atkinson is beloved by his players. That's Kevin Durant literally said in his opening press conference, Pete, that he watched hours and film of Kenny Atkinson in press conferences. He, li- he loves them. Pete, are you sure that Kyrie's grown up now? Because okay, it looks so like I, he has some issues with the I way he's speaking about the Knicks all the time. I heard this whole culture thing, and you're a Celtics guy, so you have to know that before last season, Brad Stevens was the ultimate like culture guy, like mm-hmm. – that Celtics team he was a god there and I just don't know Kyrie is such a wild card for me I could see him coming out and like after everything you heard last season like averaging like 30 points for like a month like just balling out I could also see him corrupting all these young guys and then just being a a terrible locker room influence doing the whole Cleveland thing not talking to anyone so the the one thing I'll say is this I I really think Kyrie's coming into the season with a whole new mindset on things last year was was so weird because he came into the season said he wanted to stay in this in Boston he wanted to be a Boston Celtics then his grand his grandpa died and everything changed not only in his personal life but on the basketball court as well and, and he just didn't he wasn't even thinking about basketball he was going out there and just going through the motions and, and I really think he's coming into this year with a clear mind I, I know he's still Kyrie Irving and you don't know what kind of locker room guy he'll be. But I think he's a different Kyrie than he was last year. And then last year's Kyrie was cancerous. It made Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum all think, and Terry Rozier as well, they all didn't want to be there. Marcus Smart didn't want to play with this team. There was Terry Rozier. That's why he, he's gone. He didn't want to, he literally said he doesn't want to play with, with the Celtics anymore. And now he's gone. I, I think Kyrie, and Brad Stevens had a down year. He even said that. Uh, the whole year last year was a fluke for the Celtics, I believe. They had a real opportunity and they blew it. Oh, we're talking about the Celtics again? No, I'm talking about Kyrie. <laughs> Here's where I'm at with the Nets. But it translates to the Nets. Let me finish. Let me start. <laughs> this kid's just chirping over here. No, I am. You're chirping and you need to calm yourself no, down. Better chirping. Nets or Celtics this year? Celtics, stop. Oh, Will you no. stop? Oh, Come no. on now. So. That was a thunderous bump like, by Dom. I think that's a legitimate question to ask. No, it's legitimate. I think the Celtics will be better. Uh, but you I, I still think the it's a Celtics. legitimate question. Let, let, let me start my point here. I look at the Nets in the East. 
Philly's better than them, for sure. Toronto also better than them, even without Kawhi. I think there's a legitimate argument the Celtics are better than them. I take a healthy old depot in the Pacers yes. ahead of them. People I think you can argue the Heat yeah, are better than them. Yeah, but he's not to play like December. Yeah, but, yeah, the, but, but they were fine but look, down what, the yeah, stretch they lost They're him. also a really good regular yeah. season team. Mm-hmm. Love, love Sabonis. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. I think and, you can, and I think the Heat, you can argue, are better than them with Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler. So right there, that's six teams. What is six? Toronto, Boston, Philly, Indiana, Miami. So five. Mm-hmm. And there are other teams, you could argue, who are kind of on that precipice. I'm not going to say Detroit's better than them, even with Blake Griffin, but... That's puts them in like the five or six spot, which is the same as they were last year. Uh-huh. Obviously, when they get KD back next year or potentially at the end of this year is what they're saying, they're a different team. But I look at them this year, even with the subtractions and the additions of Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan, Torian Prince, who I thought was an underrated addition as well, I still see them as a middling team in the Eastern Conference playoff race, and I see them as a team that's probably going to end up being and, a first-round exit. And the whole, yeah, I 100%. The, the interesting thing about this season, it has come out, like the Nets have said, Kevin Durant's out the rest of the year. But say say things go, go smoothly, he comes back early in time for playoffs. He's and, coming back. But you can't, come on. Durant, Durant, I'm not. Uh, no, no, that's just my feel. That's my feel. I, I don't have any sources. In but the no, you, you said it like, oh, he's coming back. He's we coming don't know back. How is because because Hab's gonna go? These look, guys look, never come back. Like, who is the guy who came back way earlier? This guy is a superhuman type Cousins athlete. Towards, uh, Achilles. The projected yeah, Achilles recovery target would probably be a February or March return. So you're talking about a guy in Durant who's always defied odds, who's always been this great athlete who overcomes injuries. And if you put him back in February or March, I would expect him to exceed that timeline and be a fully productive player for the Nets by the end of this year. So if you look at the Nets, I think there are almost two sides of this coin. There's a side of the coin that they're worse with Kyrie because they are robbed of some of that culture. Kyrie hasn't learned anything. Mm -hmm. He's the same type of player. They either regress or are the same type of team as they were last year just based on talent alone. Or... They have this culture. Kyrie buys in. They're looking really good. Kevin Durant's practicing with the team. He comes back later this year, and then they're a finals contender. So, so this is a very polarizing team in this NBA. It is. And the thing with Kevin Durant, everyone thinks he's going to come back and be 100%. He's going to be Kevin Durant. And I, I hate to say it, but there's a possibility the old Kevin Durant may never come back. Just look at DeMarcus Cousins. After his Achilles tear, he came back. He was a shell of himself. You just never know what you're going to get out Different of these Different body types, though. Yeah, it's a lot easier for Kevin Durant to come back than DeMarcus Cousins. It's just not 100%. And it's funny because you guys are saying that – you, Jackson, you said there's five teams in front of the Nets, and E-Man just said they could be just as good as they were last year. We're going to go through all our proje- our predictions, but I have the Brooklyn Nets finishing in the sixth seed this year. Uh, That's a fair prediction. And, which I, I think is extremely fair without Kevin Durant. Um so we can I, joke all we want, but I don't think they're going to be significantly worse than last year. Let's say they do regress. I still think talent alone gets them right around last year's win total. Oh, I didn't even mention Milwaukee too. I completely forgot. Milwaukee's about the, Bucks. the one. Seed. No, yeah, I, I, I knew what you I meant. I completely though. slipped my mind. So that would be you, six teams you, you, potentially better than them. Yeah, you can move them down to seven. That's totally fine. All right, we just covered the Knicks, covered the Nets. Let's go into our predictions for the 2019-20 campaign. All right, guys, let's start with the East. Well, I was thinking about giving top four, but let's just go crazy and go top eight. Why not? Go crazy. Yeah, we're going to go oh, crazy. Let's go crazy. 
You got, should we just like should we just like list these out? Should I just go and yeah. list out my top eight? Yeah, you go. All right. I have Milwaukee, Philly, Boston, Indiana, Toronto, Brooklyn, Miami, seven, Detroit, eight. Interesting. Very. I I I, I think I'm gonna do so well. You're going with Milwaukee, that. Philly, Boston, Indiana. Who's your five? Toronto. Toronto. Nets. Nets, Miami, Detroit. Nets, Miami, Detroit. Interesting. Yeah, very so Before we before we talk about it, you just want to give yours. Yeah, I'll, I'll go my East. Um, Philly one, Milwaukee two, Toronto three, Indiana four, Boston five, Brooklyn six, Miami seven. I'm gonna go Atlanta eight. Oh, you think Trey Young and the boys? Yeah, I like I like what they're doing over there. Kevin Herter's gonna explode this year. <laughs> He's going to explode. I'm yeah. telling you. I like Atlanta as well. I I have them at my seven. I'll go Milwaukee, Philly. I'll go Indy at three. I'll go Boston at four. Brooklyn at five. Toronto You're at six. really dropping six. Toronto. Toronto's at six. They're not that good, like I said before. But they, they'll get wins. They could be a They're trade candidate. Toronto Masai at Jerry six. will like, pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. If Atlanta at size seven. Atlanta at seven. And then the Knicks at eight. Oh my god! <laughs> I knew that was coming. So no Miami, no Miami, no uh, Detroit either. That's yeah, no not, Detroit. I didn't have Detroit either. I I might regret that honestly, but so Atlanta at seven and Knicks at eight. You, you won't regret Detroit. I think Blake is a down ballot MVP candidate this year. Blake could be on the He's Celtics explode. later this year. Yeah, but that's all. All of this is Blake bearing could be any trades. on the Raptors later this year too. Hey, I did give the Nets a five seed, so don't say I was. Did too by the way, I don't know if you guys saw saw that earlier. That I think the report probably came out a while ago, but I, I read it today that Kawhi was planning on staying with Toronto if they got Paul George, but OKC wanted Pascal Siakam, and they and uh, Ujiri. That was said a good no. ask. It's a good. It's ask a great ask. By OKC. But now that that just brings me to my point. You just said Toronto's going to make a, a trade. I wonder. What teams are going to ask for from they the can make run. multiple trades? Kyle Lowry, yeah. Marcus Saul. Go with right, so we, we got to roll. We got to get rolling here. I'll go Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Pacers, Nets, Raptors, um, Heat, and then Magic. The Magic. Oh, yeah. nice. What were they? The ninth seed last year? The tenth. Seed? They were seven. Oh, oh, that's right. They okay. They beat Toronto in one of those yeah. games. Yeah. Game one. All right, let's go with the West. Yeah. You, All right, start. we're going west. Okay, I'll just go rapid fire. Denver, the Clippers, Portland, Houston, Utah, the Lakers, Golden State, Dallas. Interesting. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Um, All right, so I'll go. Clips, one. Denver, two. Uh, Utah, three. Then Houston, four. Lakers, five. Portland, six. Um, Who am I missing? Golden State, no, I'm yeah. sorry. I skipped one. Golden State, six. Um, Portland, Portland seven. seven. And I'm going to go Sacramento, eight. All right, so I was flip-flopping between Sacramento and Dallas. I ended up going with Luka. I love Sacramento. I think De'Aaron Fox is yeah, going to be a, a monster year. this year. Buddy healed. All right, I am going to go Clippers, one. I will go Utah, two. Uh, Lakers, three. Denver, four. Houston five, Golden State six. This is riveting stuff. <laughs> it's really riveting trying to watch me figure this out and, and reassort my conference. So Golden State six, I will go Sacramento seven and Portland eight. There's a sleeper in there for me too. I think 
Portland could have a much better year. Than I put, I I put them. them. I put them at three. Yeah. Also, keep yeah. in I mind, I don't love dropping them to seven, but I think Golden State's really keep in mind that four through eight in the West is normally within a couple games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're looking Espe- at forty-seven the to fifty. The West usually, the middle, the middle of the East is all mm-hmm. like con- it, it's always like forty-nine win eight seeds. Mm-hmm. So it's normally a difference of a couple games. So by the way, last year Detroit. Hey, wait, we gotta go, Pete. We gotta go, oh, Pete. Pete, I am so sorry. Tommy hijacking the mic here. I know. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what team I'm missing here. I'm going Rockets, Denver, really? Clippers, Jazz, uh, Portland, Lakers, and then that's six teams. I know I want the Mavericks. What team am I forgetting? You can Rockets State? at Golden one. State. Golden, yeah, State. Rockets wow. at one. Golden State. Wow. Golden State, yeah, Golden State's in there. Uh, well, yeah, James Harden and Russell Westbrook know how to play really good mm-hmm. in the regular season. So the one thing Fair. that Pete takes into consideration Only one ball, is he's not looking at the best team. I don't think you're looking at the best regular season team of who's going to finish. Because yeah, I think the Lakers are going to be abysmal in the regular season. And then, of course, LeBron's going to So I was going to say the same thing. I have the Lakers at six. E-Man had them at three. I don't think no. the way this team is, they're going to do very well in the regular season. I think talent wins out. <sighs> yeah, but it depends if they – I don't know. The, the bench is so bad. It's so bad. All right. Uh, my last two were Warriors Mavericks in case you missed it. Okay. Warriors Mavericks. Yeah. So we do an MVP now? Yeah. All right. I have MVP. It's nothing special. Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi will be MVP this year. My most improved player is Terry Rozier. He's going to be – I don't gonna get... care about your most improved player. Why? Aren't we doing that? I want your MVP. I did Kawhi I, Leonard. I know. Give me more explanation on Kawhi. More explanation. Okay. I think <laughs> – I, I thought it was a given why I picked him, but I'm, I think <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Can I go through the rest of mine? All right. Most improved Terry Rozier of the Hornets. I think he's going to get a lot more playing time. Obviously, he's going to be the starting guard, starting point guard. I think he can have a, a breakout year because he's shown clips of that uh, with the Celtics. R.J. Barrett, Rookie of the Year, Giannis, wow. Defensive Player of the Year, and my my sixth man. Got to go with Sweet Lou Williams. Respect. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know we I were doing all those there. picks. I thought we were just doing MVP and Rookie of the Year. So. Forgive me if I don't have everything filed there. I, I don't. Uh, off the top of my head, uh, um, uh, da, 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 Doc Rivers. We'll go Doc. Okay. But also, oh, you can, you could, you could put Vogel in there, it, just because if the Lakers bench is this bad and and I don't know if they exceed any expectations, I think Vogel. The best win team too. Vogel's ever coached. Vogel Roy Hibbert was He's the terrible. Roy Hibbert was the second best player yeah. on the best coach on the best yeah. team Frank Vogel's ever coached. So that's all I have to say about that. My MVP, the Joker. Oh, Nicole that's Jokic, a great pick. Who is my man. My man. My coach of the year is Mr. Mike Malone Okay. in Denver. Mm-hmm. I think Denver's going to so have D- a Denver's going to win out. I think Denver, I think it's going to be Denver, LA in the conference finals, Clippers-wise. My rookie of the year, even though I have serious questions about him, is Ja. I love Ja Morant. All right, see that, and I yeah. think he's going to be. I was flip-flopping between. He's going to get yeah. a ton of time. In Memphis, and he's going to be the primary ball handler there. If he can shoot the rock enough, he's going to be an all-star this year. All right, my MVP is Giannis. Are we going most I'd improved go mo- here? Most improved. Most improved. I may need to shelf this one. This one's right, right, I'll give you mine, most improved. I think Malcolm Brogdon's going to have a big year. Not bad. My rookie of the year man. is Ja. My defensive player of the year is Giannis. My sixth man of the year is Spencer Dinwiddie. And my coach of the year is David Fisdale. <laughs> Come on, man! But, I'm putting the Knicks in the playoffs. Yeah. So I, yeah, I gotta okay. Stay so you have to stick here. Yeah, yeah, I gotta All stay right. consistent here. All right. All yeah, right, if Pete. they get the eighth seed, Fizdale, he should be. be up there. 
I don't know what order we're doing this in, but my MVP is Anthony Davis. My deep uh, offensive player of the year is Rudy Gobert. My coach of the year is Quinn Snyder. My most improved player is Jonathan Isaac. My sixth man is Lou Will, and my rookie of the year is Tyler Hero. Jonathan Isaac, yeah, that's an with, interesting with one. Yeah, he's been, uh, I he's hated been... him out of the draft, but he's been a decent player in the NBA, and I like his athleticism. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Charlie just gave us his most improved, Markel Fultz. Hot take. Not a bad idea. He's Not a scrub. Bad. Well, I know, I know, but if he's healthy, he's going to improve from what he's – Youngest he player right. ever to record missed, a triple-double. I missed two picks. My sixth man of the year is Lou. I agree. Right. He's a bucket. He's a, he's a, he is a walking my bucket. defensive player of the year is also with the Clippers. My man. Paul George. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good one. I don't think, you, I don't, I don't think he'll ever be – Can you believe he's only one-time first-team all-defense? After last night, can I make Danny Green the MVP? Yeah. All right, we got to keep rolling, right? What are we doing? Finals picks? Yeah, so uh, conference finals. Um, I think I think for the East it'll be the Bucks and Boston. I think Boston. Shocker. Gets, I'm not saying that as a fan. I legit think. <laughs> I, I, think they, <laughs> I think they will. I legitimately think. Oh, Charlie. The Cl- wow, what did Charlie just say? Just say it. Oh, it can't be said on the air. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. Just go. All right, relax. <laughs> Getting into Clip- that now. <laughs> I think the Clippers will win over the Rockets. I think the Rockets will get there. Also, I don't know why I said also. Clippers over the Bucks for the um, championship. Okay. I got Nuggets over Clippers in the mm. West. I like the Nuggets of the finals this year. I got in the East, I have Milwaukee over Philadelphia. So I'm taking my two top seeds to the finals. And in the finals, I got the Bucks over the Nuggets. It, Charlie wanted me to tell you how that would be a terrible NBA Finals, which you're right be. about. Yeah, the Bucks lowest, lowest rated NBA Finals in the last 15 years, maybe. Yeah. We'll take it. there's no LeBron. You're up. There's no stars. Okay, so I have Milwaukee against Philly in my Eastern Finals, so we share that, Jackson. Clippers-Lakers in the conference finals in the West. <sighs> I don't know. Now that would make up for the finals ratings that Jackson is trying to screw with. So, yeah, why are you trying to ruin the NBA? I like I <laughs> yeah. like it like that. I think in 7 that the Lakers overcome the Clippers, get to the finals and face the 76ers. Lakers 76ers finals and LeBron and the Lakers win. They make those deadline moves that Jackson so this is was ridiculous. talking about. Yeah. Pete I have the same conference finals as E-Man, Lakers, Clippers. I take the Clippers, though. Um, Sixers, Bucks. I don't like Chris Middleton as your second player. I'll take the Sixers, Clippers Fair. over Sixers in the finals. Fair. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things can happen. A lot of trades can happen. A lot of variety here, too. Yeah, I like th- it. and that's the best thing about this year's NBA. It's not going to be Golden State, um, just the surefire getting to the finals. Anything can happen, especially in the West. So uh, that will wrap up our first edition of Pick and Pod of the very, uh, well, the brand new season. <laughs> Jackson Heil, Emmanuel Rivari, they'll be covering the Knicks. We'll probably see them on Pick and Pod throughout the season. He Hudak with the Nets. I'm Dominic Capone with the Nets as well. NBA season officially starts tonight.